This is Rick Moranis. On the Four Foot Plant, which, which I do that song, mm-hmm. uh, Feed Me, with, there were, I can't remember the number of puppeteers, but there were four cables to the upper lip and four cables to the bottom lip. And all of the scenes of the plant and everything of the plant with me in it are shot at 16 frames per second. So that, because they could not form the words fast enough. Oh, wow. Oh. So it was all, the music, the lyrics were, harm, the, the soundtrack was harmonized up so you could hear it properly. And the whole thing was shot slowly and we just moved slowly. And then they, when they ran it back, it was up to speed. And this is Required Watching, where we watch the essential films from lists of cinematic influencers and look at them through the lens of learning about filmmaking and how to move forward. I'm your host, Trey Epps, and today we're talking about 1986's uh, movie musical Little Shop of Horrors, starring Rick Moranis, Ellen Green, Levi Stubbs, and what I can only say is a star-studded cast that includes Bill Murray, Steve Martin, John Candy, Tashina Arnold... Tashina Campbell, and Belushi, of course. Honestly, so many great performers are in this film. Uh, Of course, this was directed by Frank Oz with music from Alan Menken, and it comes from the Broadway musical. If you don't know about this film, like I said, it's a musical adaptation about a nerdy florist who finds his chance for success and romance with the help of a giant man-eating alien plant who demands to be fed. We will certainly cover more musicals, but Little Shop has had a special place in my heart for quite some time. It, of course, was nominated for three Academy Awards, and honestly, it's just a funny film. It's it's funny and heartening and, yeah, and, and kind of amazing. There aren't many modern musicals out there to choose from. We all remember Chicago was a big hit because it revitalized the movie musical From the Dead. Not many were being produced after the golden age of Hollywood. And I think this film showcases a lot of real grit and absurdity and darkness. And it's a comedy, so it's just outright hilarious. Of its cast, of course, we have Rick Moranis, who up until this point had done things like SCTV and Ghostbusters. And we we have Ellen Green, who is who originated the role of Audrey on Broadway, or I believe it was off theater at the time. I stand corrected. Of course, we have Frank Oz, who directed The Dark Crystal and The Muppets Take Manhattan. When we open on the film, the first thing I guess to explain is that, I'm not even explain, I'm not gonna explain it to you. There's a Greek chorus, a Greek chorus, and they're all black women, and it's absolutely amazing. What what other way to have a bang of a start than to have these three women singing the theme? Oh gosh, it's so good. Uh, and the girls explain the things that we already know. This little shop is filled with horrors. <laughs> and we get going and spend the rest of the film seeing just that. We meet our protagonist, Seymour, Mr. Mushnik, and Audrey. These three are the found fam- are a found family, and although are, they're incredibly abusive and abused, they are all working in a failing flower shop. We witness the crush that Seymour has on Audrey, and have hints of her being into him, except she is dating someone who abuses her really heavy, really off the top. Audrey proposes that they put 
Seymour's new plant in the window. He does, and the shop begins to thrive almost out of nowhere. Not almost, absolutely out of nowhere. The plant dubbed Audrey 2 is getting attended to when Seymour cuts his finger and sucks his and sucks the blood out of it. Something we've all done before for some disgusting reason, but this time the plant comes to life and wants blood. Seymour begins to dream himself for the plants, uh, and, and, and the shop and his fortunes really begin to ha- ratchet it up. The plant is now humongous and talking and demanding fresh blood and really demanding bodies. The plant promises Seymour the world, and honestly, he can't lose it now. He's getting fame, fortune, money. He's feeling obligated to Mr. Mushnick. Everything is going his way, and he is convinced convinced to lure Audrey's boyfriend to the plants, or sorry, to to murder to murder Audrey's boyfriend. And then once he does, he chops his body up for the plant. And Mister Mushnick sees him using the axe, and then he is forced to sacrifice Mister Mushnick to the plants. At this point, him and Audrey get together and plan to run away somewhere that's green, and the plant has different thoughts. Audrey, too, lures Audrey to the shop and nearly swallows her whole before Seymour saves the day. Unless you've seen the re-release in which, or, of course, the, the, the musical in which the plant completely takes over, killing Audrey, Seymour, and taking over the world. Uh, and this little alien plant conquers everything in sight. The Greek chorus warns us to not feed the plants, and then we black out. Hey, just really quickly, every two weeks from this very second until December, we'll be giving away subscriptions to HBO Max, Criterion Collection, or the streaming service Movie. These are great platforms to watch some of the films that we'll be talking about during the show. So all you have to do is subscribe, leave a review, and we'll choose a new winner every two weeks. So get on it. If you're looking to start a podcast, the best place to start is Anchor. It's free. The creation tools allow you to record and edit the podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. So you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Uh, You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's easy to do everything to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay, so some fun facts about Little Shop of Horrors. As the film's promotion, (laughs) the plants, Audrey too, would sometimes do interviews and interviews with the press and occasionally eat the interviewer, which I think is probably one of the most genius ways of marketing I've I've heard of. It's incredible and it's gimmicky and whatever, but it's it's really fun. Mean Green Mother from Outer Space, which was written for the film, is the first Oscar-nominated song to contain profanity. And as a result, the song was edited, replacing the more risky risque lyrics with lyrics cut from the final film, though they were included in the film soundtrack. So get all your risky lyrics 
risque lyrics in the, the soundtrack. Amazingly, when this came out in 1986, it was the most expensive Warner Brothers uh, film ever produced with a budget of only $25 million. $25 million in 1986, that was considered the most expensive Warner Brothers film. Incredible. I don't think, in fact, I'm pretty sure that this movie did not make that much money at the box office, so I'm pretty sure <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were quite regretful of this being the most expensive film. But listen, it is a cult classic for a reason. Warner Brothers survived. Puppets aren't typically talked about in regards to how they're shaped and continue to shape media. Uh, I think it's I think this is just a snapshot into what Jim Henson and Frank Oz were doing and the culmination of the comedic minds coming together to make a legit, scary, and gag-riddled film. My personal connection is having played Audrey 2 in a school production, and it was fantastic, and it was a real effort on my end, and I really enjoyed it. But having, having gone through just that tiny experience and seeing what's Sesame Street is doing now and seeing how that's it's still like puppets and puppeteering are still evolving in the way we tell these kinds of stories. Listen, I just have, I just have nothing but respect for those people who continue to make something new. It's not this film is not on any kind of, you know, AFI list or anything like that, but it's certainly required watching. Let's look at uh these performances and the direction and how to make practical elements in films and make them appealing. And I don't know, I mean, listen, Frank Oz put together so many comedic geniuses and still made a film that was incredibly scary and incredibly funny all at the same time. And that's not something that's done very often. We praise films like Parasite for, for, for turning our expectations, but films like these as well, films that we already have in our library that we, we don't talk about for, for standing out in such ways. And of course, you know, that great chorus as a, as a child was something that I, I was in love with, but I just could not get over the, the, the couldn't get over the use of the Greek chorus in, in, a, in a film and them all being black and, you know, Audrey too being voiced by Levi Stubbs and Rick Moran. It's just, listen, incredible. So that's our episode. I'm your host, Trey Epps. What did you think of the movie? Did I get it right or was I completely off base? Leave a message and we'll play it during our, ex our next episode and discuss. Required watching is a movie club, so as much as I'd love to hear my own voice, I would love to hear from you guys. There's a link in the show notes where you can leave a voice message or you can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Required Watch. See you there. Hey, just really quickly, every two weeks from this very second until December, we'll be giving away subscriptions to HBO Max, Criterion Collection, or the streaming service Movie. These are great platforms to watch some of the films that we'll be talking about during the show. So all you have to do is subscribe, leave a review, and we'll choose a new winner every two weeks. So get on it.